0: Are you ready? For this jelly? I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready. Okay. Well, everybody, welcome back to The Tea with Crema. I am one of your hostesses, and my name (laughs) is... We've messed this up from start to finish.
1: You forgot to also do the five seconds of (laughs) silence. Okay, go silent and take two.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be one of your hosts today. And I'm joined from across the Pacific Ocean by my best friend, Emma. This is our third time trying to start this episode, so thank you for joining us on this journey. Before we be get started, before we be getting start, before we get started with our episode, what tea are you drinking today, Emma?
1: Today I am drinking another vending machine tea. This one is also by tea's tea and it is, according to the translation, a dark and beautiful milk tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It, i think it's a black tea with milk in it that's what it tastes like um so it's pretty solid probably like your standard if i had boba would be drinking boba with this but yeah pretty good for a vending machine tea
0: it's in a can
1: it's in a can
0: i didn't i really thought it was in a bottle i don't know what i Wow.
1: It's in a can. And it's cold, too. So, like, during the summer, when it comes out of the vending machines here, they're cold. And then during winter, they switch over to the warm beverages.
0: Oh, these vending machines are fancy, fancy. Yeah,
1: but they're, like, super... They're really not that fancy, I guess, when you think about it. I've seen, like, really fancy ones. But, yeah, maybe I'll take a video and, like, post it on the story so y'all can see. It's also really cheap. Like, this was... I think this was 110 yen, which is equivalent to, like, a dollar. Yeah. I mean, it's still... It's pretty tiny. I think it's about... Two hundred fifty mils, yeah. So hmm. I just there. really
0: want to see like a warm vending machine.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's two hundred eighty grams. I don't know how many milliliters that is, but it is thirty. How do you measure grams. a
0: liquid in grams? I don't
1: know. They did it though. Look,
0: two hundred eighty grams. What? Yeah. That's not how you measure liquids.
1: Yeah, but the other one says it in milliliters. My other tea that I got from this. Oh, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> No, never mind. I'm still dumb. I was like one centimeter, <laughs> one cubic centimeter is equal to one milliliter, but that still doesn't help us with our gram. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I was doing something.
0: <laughs> Wrong measurements. We tried. It is okay. We tried.
1: What are you drinking today?
0: Today I'm trying a blueberry basil roibos tea. Mm. And I don't really know actually what roibos is. But I do know that I like this tea overall, and it's by White Tea Co., but white is spelled W-I-G-H-T. And I don't know. I just really, it has, like, I can definitely taste the blueberry, but it's not an overpowering because a lot of blueberry things are blueberry featuring something else. But this feels very like, the you know, the green tea. It has the the blueberry flavoring, which kind of sweetens it up a little bit. And it's just really enjoyable. It's not too overpowering or anything.
1: Huh, interesting. Because I see... How do you say it? Roybo? I don't know. I just guessed. I think according... Oh, according rooibos? to... Rooibos? It's uh pronounced rooibos. Like roisbus Did you hear that? Rooibos. 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 So it's pronounced hmm. rooibos. But I've seen it all over Japan, Um, like that kind of tea, but it's always unsweetened. And you know how I feel about my sweetened tea. And mm. so... But I know that it has like lots of benefits because I've seen it like all over the magazines. Like drink rooibos. Oh, apparently vitamins, like, eight,
0: antioxidants.
1: Yeah, weight loss, appearance of skin. But it's funny because that's how they like market tea out here too. Is like hmm. shiny, like not shiny skin, but you know they meant skin. Been- but they say it says <laughs> like shiny skin, anti aging. You gonna glisten? And so that's what real reflective. Yeah, interesting. Okay, oh my gosh. so what are we talking about today, Christopher?
0: Today's episode is about the wonderful experience that you and I had hunting for apartments because we both very recently moved, so we took on the roles of being apartment hunters, both domestic and abroad. Mm-hmm. So, so this is are. our apartment hunting episode.
1: Yeah. And if you are a fan of House Hunters International or House Hunters just in general, that is literally what Chris and I just went through. It was, um, we'll give a final grading at the end because <laughs> I have, I have thoughts about how this went. So let's start off first was why did you move, Chris?
0: I've been living in the same place for like four years and they were it was a one bedroom and I had it in my head that I just didn't want to pay over a certain amount for a one bedroom apartment. And so I moved, which it's fine.
1: No, and so like along with your moving though, like what was happening to your rent every month every year though?
0: Every year? I mean, I don't know if this is like what it's standard for everywhere. They made it seem like it's oh every year the rent just goes up. Um but I think my biggest Complaint with the rent going up is that if you're going to make the rent go up, like, do something to make it worth the increased rent. And the only thing that they had really done was paint the apartment buildings, (laughs) these weird set of clashing colors that didn't make any sense. So instead of having, like, beige and brown apartments, I then started living in gray and brown apartments. (laughs) And it was weird. So that's why. It That's just true. didn't make any sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I actually did two sets of moving. I mm-hmm. We downsized our apartment because my mom and I were forever roommates. So we were living in a two bedroom, ended up moving to a one bedroom. Um, and after looking all over the world for <laughs> different apartments, ended up in the same complex <laughs> in a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> um, it's fine. That's neither here nor there anymore but I did end up moving across the Pacific Ocean and moving to Japan. And so my experience is a little bit different from other international school teachers because what I have come to learn is that some schools actually have like housing already in place. Like they put all of their teachers in like almost a compound <laughs> <It's> <laughs> kind of like as people are moving in and out, they kind of like, uh, you know, move them into the the teacher housing. So there's, there's pros and cons to that. I've heard both sides where some people are like, Oh, everything's done. It's furnished, blah, blah, blah. but then there's other people who are like, yeah, but if your area is like not where you want to be, it's not popping, it's not, you know, matching your needs then you're kind of stuck as well. So pros and cons, I still have not come to the decision about whether or not this is a pro or con. I personally like where I live. So, that's a plus.
0: 45 plus. minutes away.
1: But I did that on purpose, right? So well, mean, we going to get into that. So now that you're moving into your new apartment, as you were looking, what were some important factors that you had to take into consideration when you were looking for a place?
0: I had to figure out first and foremost, like what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think... That was a little bit more challenging this time because the first time I moved to DFW, I was just like, I want to live in a place that has a roof and <laughs> isn't terrible. And so the bar at that point was very, very, uh, I wasn't really bringing anything with me. So I was just like, eh, anything will do. Mm-hmm. But this time after being here for four years, you know, I've acquired things in that time, including a bed. and. Furniture. (laughs) So, I had to figure out, you know, essentially a place that was going to work with all of those things. And then I also just like to cook. So, the kitchen was in a significant space. And a surprisingly difficult factor to accommodate was I have my own washer and dryer. Mm. And so, I've learned that apartments typically come in one of three different fashions when it comes to laundry. And that is you do the laundry in a centralized area. Mm-hmm. It comes with a washer and dryer, or it comes with washer and dryer connections. Mm-hmm. And so I the first place I lived in had washer and dryer connections. So I bought a washer and dryer. And now that I have a washer and dryer, I wanted another place that had washer and dryer connections. So I think that was the biggest like logistical challenge of the whole thing. Also, I just don't do centralized laundry.
1: It just doesn't work for me. I love laundromats. I really Mm -hmm. do. And I know a lot of people are like really like iffy about it, but it's just so convenient. You know, you go in, you get it done in an hour, all of your clothes is clean. That's what I love about like laundromats and that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. Chris also like was really good at he had like this whole Google doc. Like it was a (laughs) Google doc that had pros and cons. And it was funny because I actually started Circulating it amongst my Jap, like my friends that I made in Japan as we were like looking for different places because it became one of those things where we were like looking for all these different things. I personally had no idea what I wanted. The only, the only thing that I knew for sure that I wanted was I didn't want to be in a one bedroom. And that was just because I was anticipating that I would get a lot of visitors. Like it's Japan. Everyone's been like, oh, you know, like when we come to visit, blah, blah, blah. Also, we're shut down right now. So I don't know if that's going to be able to happen while I'm still here, but it's been nice to have the space. But with that came along, I couldn't afford to live near my school. And so I went from having like a literal maybe 10, 15 minute commute to having a 45 minute commute on a train that's typically really crowded. Um, so, you know, you get, you take some, you win some and you lose some. That was really it. Also, Important factor, sorry. I'm like looking at the notes. I was like, wait, what else did I write? Apparently, Japan gets lots of earthquakes, which a lot of us know. I just had a really big earthquake on Thursday. And it was like when they scaled it, it was a 6.1. I was sitting where I currently am sitting right now. My desk started shaking. I also put together my own desk. So I thought... It was collapsing on me. I, thought that- <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is it. This is when it dies on me. Also, also my chair was shaking and I built both of these things and I was like, Oh my God. Like, what are the odds of both of them falling down at the same time? And then I looked around and I was like, Oh wait, we're like in an earthquake right now. So something one of my friends who had already lived here, um, she had suggested that when I look for a place, also look for, places that are nearby to the evacuation center. So like, thankfully I'm maybe two minutes away from the evacuation center, but that was something that I had never had to take into consideration before. Is like, where am I going to go if there's a national, you know, natural disaster? Um, Also, like, being close to the trains tends to make your rent go up as well. So I'm about – and if you're within 10 minutes, that's, like, a pretty good indicator. But, like, the farther you get away from those 10 minutes, it gets cheaper. So I'm about 7 minutes from the train. So that also, like, made my cost go up a little bit more too. But, like, in comparison to what I'm paying here versus what I was paying in Texas, that's like, it's not even a comparison. Like, it's crazy. So – I don't even know
0: what that means. Is that crazy good, crazy
1: bad? Oh, I'm sorry. Crazy good. So like for some, I'm about to put my business out there, but I also believe that it's important to be transparent because when you are coming to a different country, it's really important to know, like, is your company going to pay for any housing? Are they going to give you a stipend? With teaching, what I've noticed is that in this international school circuit is that they provide... Either they'll provide you a stipend or they'll provide you the housing. So for my school, they provide us a stipend. So they give us the equivalent of basically $1,050 of so $10.50. I pay for my apartment $1180, which means that coming out of my own pocket, I'm paying $130 for a three-bedroom apartment. So crazy good, I think. But again, 45-minute commute. Could I have lived closer to my school for, you know, the same budget I had? Yes, but then I would have been in a one-bedroom apartment. So it was, or you could have
0: just been coming more out of pocket.
1: I could have, yes, but I didn't want to. So there were, there were decisions that were made. I personally love where I am. I like having this like separation between school and home because what I did notice tends to happen is that like because we're in this foreign country, you tend to only hang out with other like expats who can speak English and like do all these things. And I didn't, I wanted to be more immersed in the Japanese culture and like the Japanese community. And I was afraid that knowing myself and knowing how, like, comfortable I get, I would have been, like, that person that only hangs out with the people I work with. So, that was, like, also something I had to take into consideration. So, yeah. So, while you were hunting, how many houses, how many apartments did you end up looking at? I think
0: almost 10. Somewhere around 10.
1: Were you fatigued at the end of it?
0: Um, no. I think I had... My timeline been a little different. I definitely would have preferred to have gone to more, actually. Really. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I enjoyed the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The experience of like trying new places and seeing what they had to offer, and being in the in those spaces. I will say it's just funny because I I don't even like talking to people, so. <laughs> It was definitely, like, a source of, like, oh, my God, I got to go, like, talk to these people again every time I would go to a new apartment. But I don't know. I would imagine, I've never gone house hunting, but I would imagine it's, like, when you're trying to buy a house. And it's just nice to be able to go in. And, like, some places are definitely better than others. Mm -hmm. But to know that, in a way, like, you are kind of controlling the journey. So, you're coming in and you're telling the people, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm looking for. You got it or you don't got it. This is what I'm more willing to be flexible on. And so I think I, I enjoyed the whole experience. And I think I would have preferred to have gone to even more places than I did. And... Because I got to, I don't know, I got to see a lot of places, and even now I, like, drive past apartments, I'm like, dang, was that the one? Oh,
1: no. (laughs) Did you, um, were there any places that you, like, walked in and immediately was like, I don't need to see the rest of it?
0: Um, (laughs) I would say... Actually, no, not really. There weren't any places like I've had that experience I, in the the very first time I moved to Dallas mm-hmm. Fort Worth area. There were definitely some places where I like walked into the like I didn't even walk to the apartment. I just like walked into the office and was like, "Nah, this is this is not it, friends." But this time, I would say not as aggressively. There were and it wasn't so much i think the thing that like definitely had me like oh no at some of these places were the price to square foot ratio mm, mm. cuz there were some places that were smaller than my old apartment and my old apartment was not small by any means like it was like a, it nice was a size. Mm-hmm. there were places that were like charging for you know 600 650 square feet talking about okay that'll be $1400 $1500 oh. a month and i'm just like oh, no. for for this broom closet? <laughs> no. And of course, I like to entertain it because, you know, one day I'm thinking I want to live into, move into a tiny home of some sort. Um, but I, I don't, you know, a tiny home is different than a tiny apartment. So I just like walked into some of these apartments and I was like, uh-uh, this is this is a scam. You charging people too much for this. Uh-uh. Oh, no. This was more the experience this time was just Uh. places that I was like, oh, no, this is an overpriced scam. You're not going to get me. (laughs) Mm -mm.
1: You are not about to play me. Mm -mm. Were these the places that were like luxury?
0: I will say a lot of places definitely like to put luxury in their name. I think the biggest thing was location this time. So I think location... Played more of a factor in price because I think the two big like buzzwords are modern and luxury. Ah. Uh, so if you see those two words, you might want to like double check and like
1: red flag, red flag.
0: <laughs> I don't even. I wouldn't even say like red flag. I just you know you gotta you gotta kind of question because one of the places that I like went to, I was like, what is what in the window unit on a modern apartment is this? <laughs> I'm confused because those two things, <laughs> you got a window unit and this is luxury. I don't, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's confusing. But overall, I don't think I had any, actually, that's not true. There was one apartment. I was like, are these people a little racist? Like it was.
1: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Because I did yep. walk in. I walked yep. into this one apartment and I don't know if,
1: I don't know. It could have been. If you felt some type it was. it was probably bad. It, was, it
0: bad. was odd, but there were some people that like. They were in there signing their lease before I'd gotten there, and then I arrived, and then all of a sudden, this man started talking real loud about, like, having guns in his apartment and, you know, what the apartment's policy was on, you know, having guns and, you know, safety and all this other stuff, and I was just like, okay, was that a conversation y'all were already having, and I've just, like, stepped in on the middle of it, or also, why did you get so loud? Like, this was...
1: I am confusion, the vi- and this was not mm-hmm. the, vibes. the vibes. Yeah, are not it, was,
0: here. it was a little off. And then another lady, like, walked in and then was like, oh, actually, can I talk to you outside? And I was just oh, like, ew. not me. She was talking to, like, the leasing person. I was like, oh, no. can I talk to you outside, actually? And I was just like, okay, well, we can go on this tour. And, like, she, I had to wait there for, like, 30 minutes because something, some, some, Um, But I don't know. The, the vibes were just not right on that one. So I think that was, like, my overall worst experience on uh-huh apartment hunting this most recent time.
1: The thing is, is, like, we're in Fort Worth, and so it's, like, uh, it's so hard to tell because you could be in some place, and it's, like, I mean, it's not hard to tell racism, like, it's very rampant in Fort Worth, but it's hard to tell that, like, are you going to be walking into the situation where you're, like, going to feel unsafe? Oh, yeah, So you didn't have any roach experiences?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know, but... Please tell the viewers, the listeners, what you talking about. because.
1: <laughs> tell me why, y'all. So I'm apartment hunting with my mom. Isaac is with me. And already Isaac walks through this place and he's like, no. He's like, this is some. He's like, we grew up in some suspect housing. He's like, but our housing was much nicer than this that we're about to go into. And so it's like in this area that's like pretty close to... An affluent area. So I was like, we're adjacent, you know, maybe that's gonna mean like we're gonna be in a pretty okay area. And so we walk in and Isaac's like, nah, this not it, this not it. And I was like, just like let's just go in. We're gonna look at it. (laughs) Blah blah blah. So Isaac, so the woman who's giving us the tour is like, Yeah, I live on property, blah 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 blah. Like this would be uh your unit if you guys were to come here, goes to open up so Isaac's already like looking at the, the cabinets and he's like opening them up. He's like, this is like a terrible paint job. He's like, in the summer, this is literally going to melt. Like, there's no way this is going to stay on. And so the woman goes to open up like the cabinet that's above the fridge, opens it up and a freaking roach
0: <laughs>
1: jumps out at this woman and she screams and she goes, Oh my God. <laughs> Roach And I was nah, no, we are not putting your mother in here. No. She's like, he's like, I refuse. So the woman is there. She's like, this is my first time on tour. This has never happened. You know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was just like, nah, this place is not it. He's, <laughs> like, this, he's like, this is one of those, like, you put a pretty face on it. And he's saying like, it's this. But really, you come in and it's that, you know?
0: Mhm.
1: So when those really- companies
0: take over them leases, they repaint mm-hmm. stuff and they're like, "Ooh, it's a nice apartment now.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, the apartment setting itself was very nice. It was like loft setting. So it was kind of cute. Like had the roach not popped out, maybe it would have been different, but I don't think Isaac would have let us move in there regardless. It was, it was one of those things where he was not happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was so funny. And so, yes, that's also a red flag. If a roach pops out. <laughs> During the inspection, no one was even living in there and they had roaches, so you know what's gonna happen once you actually put food in there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That was wild though. I think I looked at probably closer to ten places too, and it was there was one place that I really, really liked and was like about to sign on it, had already gone through the whole process. The one big downfall was that it was very hilly to get- to the apartment like there was lots of hills um and so it was i think an eight minute walk but an eight minute walk uphill
0: <laughs> Ooh, from and like so getting to it from work
1: y- no so eight minute walk to the train
0: but like th- were the hills going to the train or the hills going to the apartment
1: hills going to the apartment so in the morning i would be walking downhill after work i'd be walking uphill and now like as i walk home from work thank god it's flat but i i'm out there for it's you know only a seven minute walk but sometimes i'd be out there for 15 minutes like (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) i'm out there being the main character in my life story (laughs) just like looking at the river as i walk home (laughs)
0: In really sighing through your walk.
1: Exactly. You know, and that, then I think about like, dang, imagine if I was in that, in that, going up that hill, it would have taken me a half an hour to get home. Um, but yeah, like I definitely had house hunting fatigue and it was mostly because I was house hunting as I was working. So like I'd go to work, the realtors would pick me up after work, like a full day of work. We'd go and look at a place. And then, you know, if we were doing that maybe for three, two weeks in a row. And it was like every other day they were picking me up to go look at places. And so I had found another place that I liked really close to school. It was about a 20 minute walk, uh, one bedroom. And I was already at my wit's end. Like, I was like, I'm tired. I had tried to sign on a place. Oh, I actually got denied. So that the place that was hilly, I got denied from it because the owners were worried about having a foreigner in their apartment just due to lack of – there was going to be a language barrier. So they were really worried that they wouldn't be able to communicate with me and super valid, like all valid concerns. But being a foreigner in Japan looking for housing already like slashes the market to like 10%. <laughs> After talking to my realtor, we've become friends now. And she's like, yeah. And there's certain things that the school puts in place that then just makes our market even smaller. So the market just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller because there's requirements from the school in terms of like our lease. And then there's requirements um, from the housing companies. So for example, like in Japan, your initial costs can be anywhere from like five to $10,000 just to get into the apartment. There's like you pay two months of rent, you pay something called key money, which is like Um, basically like, I don't even know how to explain key money, honestly. And then you pay a fee to your realtor and then you pay, uh, changing locks and then you pay, there's like all these different costs. And so
0: key money isn't changing the locks.
1: Nope. (laughs) It's a whole different cost. And so like, yes, I only pay, you know, 1180 a month. But in order for me to even move in was, I think my, and my cost, my initial costs were on the lower end. I think my initial costs were maybe like $5,000, but I had another friend who moved closer to school and hers were like damn near $10,000. Now, you know, the school helps us out because they know we're coming in, you know, maybe some of us don't have savings and stuff like that. So they do like give us a loan, um, as we're moving in. And it's an interest-free loan, so thank goodness for that. But it was, like, one of those things where all of us were trying to be strategic because if we live here longer than our two-year contract, are we going to be able to afford to do the initial cost all over again, you know? And so, a lot of people – and so, I'm, like, even as, like, a – like, if I were a working person, like, if the U.S. did it that way, like, there's – like, housing would be so inaccessible. Like, it's already inaccessible as it is. But can you imagine just, like, on top of that? It's wild. So –
0: because having savings versus having $10,000 in savings, <laughs> those are not the same. No. Those are not the same things. At all. And then it doesn't sound like any of this money that you would pay for this 5000 10000 whatever, none of it comes back. These aren't like deposits that you're putting on apartments and then it comes back to you at the end. This is just five to $10,000 that you just have up and spent on something that will never be yours. Yep. That's a lot on an apartment. Yep. I already complained about rent. We're paying, you know, paying something similar in rent. But yeah, if I had five ten thousand dollars up at the beginning of it every time, Mm -hmm. mm -mm, I'd have bought a house by now,
1: right? And it's one of those things too, where like they talk about how a lot of people have this misconception about Asia because they're like, "Oh, rent is so cheap, rent is so cheap." But to even get to that point where it's so cheap, it's because the upfront costs are exorbitant. You know, it's like it's so wild to me and like thankfully i do have a very good paying job here but like hearing how much just like a corporate person makes and then would have to then put into that like i make more than like i'm pretty i'm pretty healthy like upper middle class here which is wild being a teacher so yeah so that's one of those big differences you know when moving in the u.s versus moving internationally is like those upfront costs and everything like that
0: $10,000, boy, that is a literal house down payment. I'm uh, just...
1: Literal, yes.
0: Now, granted, ideally, you probably want to have closer to, yeah, depending on That's how much right, house you're tiny. buying, like, tiny, whatever. But I mean, also, like, they have special lending programs, first time mm-hmm. buyers, teachers, blah, blah, blah. So, like, $10,000, if you had to make me get $10,000 and, like, I'm going to buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> Irrespective no, of I'm... whether I plan to live here forever, I'm going to buy it. A... I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to rent for $10,000. That's insane.
1: So I actually don't know how much it is to, like, buy a house here, but I can only imagine. It must be quite wild, and I will probably never have to be able to do that here, and that's okay.
0: <laughs> Please look into it, though. You know, if anyone knows about the housing market in Japan and can tell us what the home-buying process is like, because yeah. things I don't understand, the home-buying process in the United States, much less
1: <laughs> anywhere country. else. <laughs>
0: so, But I would like to know more. I'm very curious, but it sounds like a shoe.
1: Yeah,
0: that's for sure. For sure. $10,000, girl.
1: (laughs) And you know what? Because you want a tiny home, that would get you like a nice tiny home with $10,000 down. (laughs) (laughs) That's a high class. That's, you know, not the Ferrari, but that's like a a Lexus of the... (laughs) A
0: $10,000 down payment on a tiny home? What do you mean? That is close to like some of the higher end... Tiny homes, like one of the like super modern, fancy right. tiny homes. Because right. those ones you can typically get for like one hundred fifty to hundred thousand. If you are like really spending on a tiny oh, home, true. True, true, true. but you can also get a tiny home for like fifty thousand. So I mean, at that point, ten thousand dollar down payment, you've paid off your house almost.
1: <laughs> so I'm just saying. Do you have any tips or tricks for someone who is looking to move? Like either tips and tricks in terms of like moving apartment hunting just give us some of your tips the tra- like your tips and tricks cuz i feel like you are very good at moving and like doing all the things
0: i will never move my own apartment or house or anything ever again ever it was i think cuz i did it in college and i realized that it was you know no more than like one bedroom and i was moving into a fully furnished apartment in college and then when I moved from Austin to, you know, when I moved out, again, I wasn't taking any of the furniture, just my personal items. Then I moved to move from Dallas or from Austin to Dallas, Fort Worth. Again, did not really have any furniture with me at the time. So we literally moved that time in like a minivan and my car. So I truly underestimated the energy it takes to move. And I did hire movers for part of it. And while they were expensive, mm mm-mm, I'm going to just pay for them.
1: Was it worth it?
0: You know, I really think so because – and granted, like, at that time, they moved – they moved, like, the furniture stuff. So, like, the couch and the bed and the washer and dryer. Like, like, they moved the the big items that I just Mm -hmm. could not logistically figure out at the time. Um, And my brother had come the weekend before and my mom – my mom had actually been up here for, like, a month. Every weekend in August, Shout she out came. To mama DJs. <laughs> she was here every weekend in August, yeah, um, and a- <laughs> mm-hmm. and granted, I had started packing at like the end of June. As soon as we came back from like the California trip, I was mm-hmm. packing up. So that part wasn't too bad. Yeah. But uh uh, i I I did say I will say I paid like I don't know if this is a normal price, but I definitely ended up paying almost like six hundred for three hours worth of movers. And yeah, I would, uh, I would do it again. And in fact, I think next time I'm gonna go ahead and just
1: do the whole day, do the full, the day whole,
0: one. the full move because, and I'm, you know, starting to save up for it now because it, it's expensive. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's, it's not $5,000 expensive, but I think yeah, I also, hmm. I also ran into like I was the way like my lease error happened. I ended up moving while working. Yeah. And that was, terrible. So, working a full-time job and then going home, going from one apartment, packing up stuff, cleaning up stuff, moving it to the new place, unpacking, cleaning up. It was... And I did that for, like, two weeks. Oh, no. Next time, we just get movers. Mm -hmm. My tip is just eat the cost and (laughs) find the movers. Now, that's a whole... That's a whole journey in and of itself. But... I got I feel like I did pretty well with the people that I got. Yeah. I know mover moving stories get wildly terrible really quickly, but
1: And it's hard too because like again, whatever you're paying for it, you have to realize that this is a service. You know, so if you want to go with however many, much money, also, it's one of those things where like, we recognize our privilege and being able to afford movers. Like, that's also real too. So if your movers just happen to be your family members or your uncle and cousin, you know, we we just have people to help you. I think that's the big takeaway. (laughs) But if you can't afford those movers, get the movers. Yeah, for sure. Because like,
0: because y'all moved your mom by yourself. Like,
1: yeah, we did. Did not
0: hire anyone. Like, y'all and, didn't.
1: Well, because, like, we didn't hire anyone because we thought, like, it's only three of us. Like, how much stuff did we accumulate? Not uh, twist. We accumulated a lot. Like, I was literally living out of my bedroom. And I think that might have just added to it was because it was, like, me packing up to move to Japan while also packing up my mom to move into her new place. There was a lot of things going on. So, like, my tips and tricks would be – I have no tips and tricks. Other than now living in Japan – My one tip slash trick is pay for the assembly. (laughs) Pay for the people to assemble (laughs) your stuff. That was literally the best thing I have ever paid for in my life. I will 10 out of 10 pay for it again because they put together my bed. They put together my couch. Isaac's not here to make my things, which is like one of the big things that I just like, that's why I still don't have a dining table because it still has to be built. I barely just built my desk and my chair. And I was like, no, nah, I'm over this. This is not it. <laughs> so, you know, pay for the things to be built. Also, buy secondhand in Japan. Like, if you're ever moving internationally, check out the secondhand places because expats are moving in and out so much because of international school costs. Like, if I were to ever come up with, like, a business plan, it would be to, like, look at expats and, like, take their stuff that they're leaving and then sell it to other, like, new expats. Because a lot of these things are, like... Two years old if that like I have a pretty like I think my fridge is 2019 and it came from like someone else who was an expat I bought this like other thing in my house that I use in this counter space so secondhand stores at least in Japan where I currently am are like are pretty premier you know and so Especially when you're on a contract that you don't know, like, am I going to be out here for another two years? I don't know. So I wasn't willing to pay for these like high end things for things I might not even be able to, you know, resell. Like Chris, you know, he's pretty settled now in his career, all those things, you know, so those, those are nice pieces. Like you invested in nice pieces, I will say. So, you know, those things are moving with you <laughs> no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's one of those tips and tricks. So, okay. Final rating grading on apartment hunting.
0: Apartment hunting is easy five out of five stars.
1: Move I on. like it. Yeah.
0: Like apartment hunting is nice. And then, you know, especially going, like if I had friends that were moving and like they wanted to, you know, have a second opinion, wanted someone to go with them, I'd go in a heartbeat. I love going to new places and like checking them out, seeing what's available, seeing what's on the market. That part was nice. Moving? Negative five out of five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was... That was awful. (laughs) Truly terrible.
1: Triggered. (laughs) Stressed. This this has actually been a very traumatic episode for Chris.
0: (laughs) Moving was awful. No. I don't even... Honestly, if I could just like... Just wake up one day and all my stuff was in wherever I'm moving next. That'd be great,
1: right? Which you know can be done with movers.
0: Shoot. I don't know because you still gotta you you gotta monitor them still.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I will say, and again, this was a,
0: a pretty awesome experience overall. But I wasn't prepared for how many questions they were gonna ask me.
1: Oh, that's true. But you know they were trying but to it, provide their service so.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It was true. Like, what about this? where, where are we putting this? What is this made out of? What do you do with this thing? What do you want done with this? Where should we put this? Do you want us to put this together? Do you want us to take this apart? And I was just like, this is a lot of questions. I just wanted to like lay on the floor while y'all did all the things, but.
1: Basically, it sounds like you were, like you're moving people were like two year olds that are very strong.
0: But again, I would re- like. I get it. I've never had like another experience. I don't know what it's like to have people that don't ask questions. But it's probably better that they were asking questions and like checking yeah. in, making sure everything was going well. So
1: I would, you know, maybe if you want to shout them out, give them a little bit of a recommendation to peoples.
0: Ooh, let me um. Did you remember Google review them. Did I what?
1: Did you Google review them? No. You should. I. Oh. That's what I have learned is that like. Living out here, I Google review everything Um mm. because I think that it's valid. And I also am someone who does take like these Google reviews kind of like, I don't take it with a grain of salt. And so I think that if someone has like a positive experience, because a lot of times we only hear the negative, right? So mm-hmm. that's also another tip. Google review everything that you do, because sometimes people's businesses rely on these Google reviews. like. And it's also kind of like one of those things that when someone doesn't have any reviews, you're less likely to pick them because they don't have anyone,
0: right? Which is funny because I'm like, I didn't review them as if I wasn't using reviews to pick this company.
1: Exactly. So I think that you should go in and review when you get a mm-hmm. chance. But I to, will. Do you, do I will. I'll
0: plug them. There It was Luke's Moving in DFW. Luke's, moving. Thanks, was, Luke's yeah.
1: moving. Thanks, Luke's Moving. You did a great job. Um, Truly. My grading for apartment hunting would definitely be and I think that had I not been in the situations and conditions I was in like if it were able to happen while I was not working I probably would have given it a higher rating but I was definitely at like a three and then moving itself was very easy because I didn't have anything I just had three suitcases well actually that's not true I had five suitcases
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just had three okay actually
1: I had five suitcases and two large blue IKEA bags And so moving has been okay. I'm still not fully unpacked because I didn't realize how many things I didn't have. So it's been one of those things where it's been an incremental move. So I'd probably be at like a five out of five. It's been nice to like build from the ground up um, and seeing everything. But it's also really important for me to like think about, you know, what... Uh, you know, like thinking about Isaac and his move over to like, is this neutral colors? Like, will Isaac like this. That's also have to be in the back of my head too. Also update. I did get engaged. (laughs) We we haven't addressed it yet, (laughs) but I have gotten engaged. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. Probably. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs)
0: We'll see. We're working through it. There's a lot in the air.
1: There's a lot to unpack (laughs) with being engaged abroad. (laughs) Especially,
0: um, like, the like the schedule in which it's kind of, like, there's a lot going on. The schedule
1: it? in which it happened, the schedule in which it's happening, you know, there's a lot going on.
0: You so, know, some people might wonder if it's even, was this the moment that it would have happened naturally? Did it yeah, only happen because of circumstances?
1: You know, is he a, is he a green card hoe? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so... Now that we are at the end of our episode, done our ratings and gradings, Christopher, it is time for our rapid fire questions. bum, ba, bam bam bam. Ba, boop boop Dun 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 dun.
0: Okay, ready. I have Take my question. Away. Take it away. I had a, I was thinking because I had it earlier, and then I was like, no, 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 where to go, where to go, where to go. Found it. Okay, it. so. We talk about the apocalypse a lot. (laughs) I
1: don't know if it's like a normal amount that we talk about it too. Like, is it? I don't know. Anyway. Not
0: sure. But we do. So, my question is, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, but rapid fire question. What is your role in... Your apocalypse moment, you know? It's the apocalypse. It's happening. You're with your... We're assuming you're stateside again with your typical, like, family unit. The apocalypse has just happened. Okay. Boom. What are you... What's your role? What is yeah. Emma doing during the apocalypse?
1: Before, is this before or after I cried?
0: This is... <laughs> you know, oh, it really I mean, depends like, on you, you know? Am
1: I in the role now? Okay, so, so, like,
0: the, the craziest part of the apocalypse is over. So, like, okay. the people who we've at least established that you've made it through the people who... The 90% who die immediately.
1: Uh, Oh, we're in it. We're in it. Um, We
0: are in the apocalypse now.
1: (sighs) I feel like I would still be very much so like the researcher, like, hmm, is this safe to be eating? I don't know. But, you know, like, we don't have internet. So I'd have to, like, rely on my brain knowledge. And so I think this is why I also, like, take in lots of random bits of knowledge. (laughs) Because hopefully the trivia will help me through the apocalypse. Had I not died in the beginning already, which I... I'm almost certain, like, 99% sure I would die in that first wave, <laughs> like, would be
0: dead. I mean, nine, there's a 90% chance that you die in the initial, you only know? 10% of people survive. Exactly. And of the 10%, like, how much of that is just, like, you were in the right place at the right time?
1: And how much of that is, like, do you really want to live through that? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd be able to survive. So let's just say that I did survive. I would definitely be, like, ugh. If, if it was like you and I, I would definitely, like, you would be the leader and I'd be the follower. But if it's me by myself, I think I'd have to, like, take on that, like, okay, this is where we're going. This is how we're moving. This is what we're doing.
0: See, I was right. visualing it as, like, you, your mom and Isaac.
1: Oh, see, if it's me, my mom and Isaac, then I definitely think I'm the, pre- like, I'm, like, the leader. My mom is definitely the chef. <laughs> she gon' make us, you know, we gon', we gon' live with whatever we got. And then Isaac would be, like, the muscle. <laughs> Yeah Valid Like I think that You know He would be the hunter gatherer
0: Please fact check us Isaac Yeah Cause I also feel like He's gonna argue with you about Who's really the lead You know here. I think He
1: would still take my lead I think that's the thing Yeah What would you be?
0: Well Statistically I'd be in the 90% as well <laughs>
1: Wow! Um, there goes the tea with Cromwell apocalypse. There goes the tea
0: in the apocalypse. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know if we're the podcast that's gonna make it through, guys. But um, <laughs> assuming that uh, I do, I think a first and foremost, I would struggle because like I'm out here in Fort Worth. My family is uh, not anywhere near Fort Worth, especially like it's a three-hour drive, a walk. It's
1: God days. A day, yeah. Maybe?
0: Assuming, you know, whatever. Assumed
1: you got there in a one piece, like assuming mm-hmm. you didn't have to detour anywhere.
0: And they made it and whatever could have happened between Fort Worth and Austin in said post apocalyptic world. I don't know. There's a lot. Um, but I think I would just be, I get like really, really panicky and really, really nervous. So I really think that I would just have like the most subtle, low key hidden th- abode that one could make because I wouldn't want people to find me because it would just be me um but I wouldn't want to die so (laughs) I would just like make a home but make it trash on purpose because I wouldn't want anyone to know that I was there
1: can you imagine like your home like your your trash home still does have your modern clean (laughs) license color but very intentionally pop of trash
0: (laughs) you know like real museum style apocalypse you know someone documented the apocalypse in this room
1: you know and so i think that we i feel like you are also very much like yes for self-preservation but i think you would be able to take on that like leadership role to like this is what we're gonna do to not die and you don't want to follow that okay then you go die because things i'm not about to do die (laughs) (laughs)
0: at the end of the day like that's that's what we're all trying to do now we're no longer doing stuff for funsies it's all life or death now
1: exactly um okay what is your question that was a good question my question is since we've both been moving and like doing life and you were both in pretty like new positions and all that good stuff what has been your most recent Favorite purchase? Like, what is the most recent thing that you purchased, and it was your favorite thing?
0: My Swiffer Wet Jet.
1: I, dude, is it the one with the button?
0: The button and it shoots the water.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I love the Swiffer Wet Jet. I have cleaned my floors so much because <laughs> it's just so easy. You're just like boop and you just clean the floor.
1: Yeah, and it's very affordable too. I will say that. You know, it's yes, amazing. it's like
0: thirty dollars.
1: And then the the refills are like. <laughs> like
0: $20, $30? Well, I just bought some. So the pads are $14 mm-hmm. and you can buy the heavy duty ones or you could buy the regular duty ones and I buy both. So I've only used the heavy duty ones up to this point because I'm like, it's me just now moving in here so I like to clean things like super thoroughly. Yeah. But I just recently bought like the regular ones and so now I'm going to alternate between the two.
1: Cool. Is it, <laughs> wait, so it's not the one that you have like the, like, the pack goes in it?
0: Oh, the, the liquid part? Yeah. Yeah, I have that one. Oh, I haven't okay. had to buy the liquid solution yet.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I think that is also like about $15 too. But, you know, <laughs> I we literally had every single iteration of the Swiffer because – and you could tell it was like when I started working. So, when I started working, you know, I didn't have that much money. So, we had like the normal green one and then we were mm-hmm. like slowly moving up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: See, and I had the green one in my old apartment because I didn't have that much to mop. There just yeah. wasn't. I didn't see a purpose in getting a wet and jet. Were,
1: I mean you were all carpet in your pretty much,
0: things. except for like the kitchens and the bathroom.
1: Yeah.
0: Kitchens, plural. I, I just had one kitchen. Um, <laughs> but this place is like all not carpet. So That's true. I had to get a wet jet.
1: <laughs> um my most favorite thing, well now I feel bad. Like I should be adulting, and be like, Oh, my favorite thing that I bought was a mop. No, my favorite thing that I just <laughs> most recently bought was my Doc Martins. <laughs> I mean, Those are important. I bought myself some docks and I'm so excited because I've been literally eyeing these docks for so long. I originally wanted these sandals and I had been like sending them to now, like, should I buy it? Should I buy it? Should like, I do it? And they got so bad that like our algorithms on, on Instagram were changing to docks. And then all of a sudden decided last minute to end up getting the boot version, which is also what I was looking for. But it's because it rains so much in Japan, and apparently it's supposed to be good for your plantar fasciitis. We'll see. But the ones I got were like the rain boot type, so I'm going to be out. But
0: don't you have to break them in? Like a yeah, bit- so
1: that's why I'm like also in the process of breaking them in right now. I have gout in my toe, so it's not been an easy process. It's been ugly. I can't wait for this thing to be done. Pro tip, don't get gout while you're moving. <laughs> it's terrible.
0: <laughs> it ain't worth it.
1: Not worth it. Oh, my
0: gosh. Well, people, Emma.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let me try that again.
0: Emma, where can people find the podcast?
1: You can find our podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at the Tea with Crema. You can also find us on Venmo, if you'd like to buy us a cup of tea, at at the Tea with Crema. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher Podcasts, and Castos Podcasts as well. We hope to see you next time. Bye.